the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. This program was originally broadcast live on 93.9 KPDQ. We hope you enjoy the show. Well, good afternoon and welcome to the Friday edition of the Georgine Rice Show. We're going to take a look at some of the day's headlines in the first couple of segments. And then in the last half of the first hour, we'll take a look at the lighter side of the news. And James Blend will join me in studio to do just that. In our second hour, we'll... Uh, listen to this week's Christian Outlook. We'll hear from Matt Staver of Liberty Council. He's going to talk about vaccine mandates, forcing employees to get vaccinated or lose their jobs. And we're all familiar with those stories. We'll also hear from Jonathan Keller of the California Family Foundation about a California bill signed by Governor Newsom that prohibits vaccine protests. And it includes um, prohibiting protests in front of abortion clinics. Finally, we'll hear from economist Jerry Bauer about the unprecedented amount of government benefits paid out to unemployed Americans who are choosing the benefits over new work. We're all witnessing examples of that as well. That's coming up in the second hour of the Georgine Rice Show. Well, in a tragic accident, actor Alec Baldwin fired a prop gun, killing a cinematographer and wounding the director. The apparent mishap on the set of his uh, movie Rust at a New Mexico ranch sent two members of the film crew to hospitals with one of them, the cinematographer, losing her life. The Santa Fe County Sheriff's Office said deputies were dispatched to the set outside Santa Fe about 1.50 p.m. local time, and the call indicated an individual had been shot. Well, investigators said the prop firearm was being used during filming when it was discharged by Baldwin, hitting his director of photography and the director... Um, uh, Joel Souza Hutchins later died uh, after being flown to a hospital in Albuquerque while Souza was treated, then released from the hospital in Santa Fe. Detectives were investigating how the shooting happened and what type of projectile was discharged. A production spokesperson said that the movie production LLC Rust uh, told Deadline in a statement that the incident involved the misfire of a prop gun with blanks and that the production had been halted for the time being. Well, the FBI confirmed that the remains found in a Florida park yesterday were that of Florida fugitive Brian Laundrie. They confirmed that uh, the remains recovered the day earlier uh, from that park were Laundrie's. And a comparison of the dental records confirmed the 23-year-old's identity, according to the FBI. Laundrie's confirmed death came about two months after his fiancée, Gabby Petito, 22, was believed killed near a Wyoming campsite the couple shared in late August. The FBI discovered her remains in September. Laundry's remains were discovered in the park Wednesday near items belonging to him with Stephen Bertolono, the attorney representing the Laundry family, confirming the findings. Chris and Roberta Laundry have been informed that the remains found yesterday in the reserve are indeed Bryant's. We have no further comment at this time, and we ask that you respect the laundry's privacy. Well, the parents helped lead police to the remains, visiting the park Wednesday with a pair of officers and searching an area where they have for weeks insisted their son liked to hike. Well, with water levels significantly lower this week on the Chris Laundry's um, 
October 7th visit to the same area with investigators, more ground was visible and the remains were found. Well, President Biden says police officers and first responders should be fired for refusing the vaccine. The president on Thursday said police officers and these responders uh, should be fired at a presidential town hall event on CNN. Moderator Anderson Cooper noted that as many as one in three emergency responders in some major cities were refusing to comply with the city's vaccine mandates. I'm wondering where you stand on that, Cooper said to the president. Then President Biden said, should police officers, first responders be mandated to get vaccines? And if not, should they be mandated to stay at home uh, or let go? And again, the president responded, yes and yes, going on to suggest he implemented his controversial vaccine mandate only as a last resort. In July, he announced businesses with more than 100 employees would be required to mandate coronavirus vaccines or administer weekly tests. Employers are also required to pay employees for time off to get vaccinated and recover from side effects. The mandates are working, the president said, claiming uh, that even the most airline employees have complied. I'm not sure what the connection is, but nearly 70 percent of U.S. adults have received at least one, while more than 60 percent of all Americans have received both doses of the COVID-19 vaccine. And now with the uh, booster, it's not clear if being fully vaccinated uh, will suffice for those who have had the two shots or if it would be required that we have three Well, in other developments, the president says he hasn't had time to visit the southern border, admitting he probably should. Yeah, you you think? Well, the president said he would consider ending the filibuster for voting rights and maybe more. And in a town hall last night, the president pledged to defend Taiwan if China attacks. A White House press corps member begged the president to take more questions. And the president plans to campaign with Terry McAuliffe in a toss-up Virginia election. Not too close to the border, but, you know, it's hard to find time. Rand Paul blasted Anthony Fauci after the NIH admitted gain-of-function funding, another liability for Democrats just revealed, high concern over what schools are teaching. Majorities say it's a major problem that school boards, parents are pushing political agendas. The House Ethics Office found substantial reason to believe four congressmen violated ethics laws, and Representative Boebert appears to catch Representative Nadler sleeping during the Garland hearing. I have to admit, I may have dozed off a time or two myself. Well, Biden claims one holdout Democrat is open to one climate-related piece of the spending spree. We don't know who or which. The latest fundraising figure for the GOP and the Democrats was just released. See who's on top right now? Well, in the political money race, the RNC edges the DNC in the latest fundraising report. Edge doesn't suggest by a significant margin, but... That's politics. President Biden admitted gas prices aren't going down anytime soon, and he doesn't know what to do to change that. For Moderna and J&J, that's the Johnson & Johnson COVID-19 boosters, mixing and matching is now being recommended by the CDC. Well, the president, uh, uh, Biden, mocked those who view their freedom being challenged by COVID insanity. He said at a CNN town hall, freedom, I have the, the freedom to kill you with my COVID. No, I mean, come on, freedom. End quote. Well, in the video, he gets applause for saying people who refuse the vaccine mandate should be fired and that freedom is not an issue. 
Many across the country, even those who are vaccinated, would beg to differ. Katie Pavlich says the purge is happening and it's nothing to do with public health. A new poll reveals 87% of Americans are concerned about inflation. 87% of the registered voters who responded to the poll said they're either extremely or very concerned, worried about the widespread inflation happening in the United States. When asked about the country dealing with the rising prices of gas and even higher amount, 94% said they were worried. 67% of the respondents, when asked this question, said it's a major problem. In addition, 48% believe their savings uh, would last three months or less. That was 34% the last time the question was asked 20 years ago. Over that time, the number of uh, with more than a year's living expenses saved went from 29% to 12% today. From another story, when uh, Donald Trump was president in 2020, the price to ship a container from Asia to California was $3,800. That price spiked to $17,000 in October of this year, according to supply chain technology company Freitos. Democrats are targeting the filibuster again. The Senate filibuster is the biggest hurdle for Democrats and under different circumstances for Republicans, given its requirement for a 60-vote supermajority to pass any of their bills. So a lot of them are naturally pushing for it to be done away with, thus allowing them to enact all of their dreams on a simple majority basis. All 50 of their senators, plus the tie-breaking vote from the vice president, Kamala Harris. Democrats who prefer that course of action have thus far been unsuccessful in getting everyone in the party to agree. So their latest attempt is to claim that if it were Republicans in control and who had the option, there's no doubt that they would already have done it. Well, keep in mind, if in the midterm elections the Republicans regain majority, they may regret the Democrats having changed the rule if, in fact, they do. The NBA is nervous as a Celtics player spoke out against China. Now, why should they be nervous? Well, the franchise relies heavily on China these days. From the story, the National Basketball Association could once again face a backlash in China after the Boston Celtics player, and I don't know his name, Enos Cantor, I believe is the correct pronunciation, tweeted a video in support of independence for Tibet. Not long after the tweet on Wednesday, highlights from the Celtics game against the Knicks were made unavailable to the uh, sports app in China. Upcoming Celtics games also appear to be unavailable for live stream. China-based uh, Tencent um, declined to comment. Enos Cantor, dear brutal dictator Xi Jinping and the Chinese government, Tibet belongs to the Tibetan people, end quote. PJ Media points out the Chinese social media platform Weibo said that they would uh, no longer post any information about the team, any behavior that undermines the harmony of the nation and the dignity of the motherland we resolutely resist, stated Weibo's administrator. Very interesting that they caught that uh, that post uh, by the uh, NBA player and there was an immediate response. Hey, you're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. We'll take another segment to look at the serious news headlines of the day, and then we'll take a look at the lighter side of the news as well. We'll be back in just a few moments. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. Hey, we're back. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show. Well, Senator McConnell says the reconciliation bill is Bernie Sanders' socialist vision. 
The Senate Majority Leader joined Dana Perino for an interview on America's Newsroom. To start off, Perino asked McConnell what he thought about the Democrats' reconciliation package, noting the uh, Democratic Senator Kirsten Sinema from Arizona said that she is not a proponent for any new taxes. The American people will be a lot better off if this reckless tax and spending package never passes. They didn't get a mandate from the American people to do this, McConnell said in that interview. American people didn't vote to turn this country into Bernie Sanders' socialist vision. In other news, President Biden admits he doesn't have the votes to raise corporate taxes. His free community college proposal, which has faced pushback from cinema and Senator Joe Manchin is also no longer in the legislation. The president said, though there will be funding for community colleges that teach specialized skills. Well, CNN is still struggling with bias over their handling of ivermectin. A podcaster Joe Rogan blasted them for their lie on a news network. And their response was basically that they don't like his response to COVID. So the only thing CNN did wrong here was bruise the ego of a popular podcaster. Well, they actually did get the story completely wrong, but... We'll save that for another day. If you're looking for work, the Golden Corral CEO says we have 5,000 job openings. Uh, Trenary said that he has been in the restaurant business for more than four decades, and this is the most difficult time I've ever seen as far as staffing our restaurants. The NBA announcer who was fired over an All Lives Matter tweet is suing the network. Grant Napier uh, was fired for tweeting All Lives Matter every single one. Well, we'll see what the network has to say. There's a suit pending. President Biden pushed back against the problematic Joe Manchin, saying he doesn't think people need to work to get the expanded child tax credit. And the president says police officers and first responders should be fired for refusing the jab or exercising their individual liberty. President Biden overstated his record on the covid vaccine, suggesting that when he took office, Uh, Only two million people had uh, gotten the vaccine. It was closer to 16 million. Merrick Garland was grilled on the Loudoun County case, saying he doesn't know about the alleged hellacious assault by a boy in a girl's bathroom. He didn't know. Well, Joe Manchin reportedly said he's willing to tank the reconciliation bill to avoid overspending, saying I'm comfortable with zero. Well, Scranton Joe keeps telling a bizarre Amtrak story that was already debunked, discredited, proven false. He spent about 10, 15 minutes on the story when he was there. Well, the House voted to hold Steve Bannon in contempt of Congress. Nine Republicans joined the Democrats in that vote. The Federal Reserve imposed new restrictions on investments after the trading controversy. Well, NIH admits to funding gain-of-function research in Wuhan, but disingenuously blames EcoHealth for violating reporting requirements. Once again, COVID hospitalizations are increasing in the north while declining in the south. And Pfizer says the COVID vaccine is more than 90 percent effective in kids who may not need it. An email from the Loudoun County superintendent alerted the school board on uh, the day of the bathroom assault. He later publicly denied any knowledge of the incident. A man who allegedly dressed as a woman has been charged with child pornography, reportedly using pen cameras laced into his sneakers. Well, the Biden vaccine mandate has cargo giants in a pre-holiday panic. Well, the Celtics games are no longer airing in China after a player posted pro-Tibet video on social media. And the FBI identified human remains belonging to Brian Laundrie. Actor Alec Baldwin discharged a prop gun on a movie set, killing one and critically injuring another. Well, on this day in history, 1797, 
French balloonist André Jacques Gar- let's see, it's Garnerin, or something more French-sounding, makes the first parachute descent, landed safely from a height of about 3,000 feet over Paris. I wouldn't want to be the first one to try that, but he did it. 1962, in a nationally broadcast address, President John F. Kennedy reveals the presence of Soviet-built missile bases under construction in Cuba and announces a quarantine of all offensive military equipment being shipped to the communist island nation. 1979, the U.S. government allows the deposed Shah of Iran to travel to New York for medical treatment, a decision that precipitates the Iran hostage crisis. 1981, the Professional Air Traffic Controllers Organization is decertified by the federal government for its strike the previous August. 1986, President Ronald Reagan signs into law sweeping tax overhaul legislation. 1991, the European Community and European Free Trade Association concludes a landmark accord to create a free trade zone of 19 nations in 1993, or rather by 1993. 1995, on this day in history, the largest gathering of world leaders in history marks the 50th anniversary of the United Nations. 2001, the second Washington, D.C. postal worker, Joseph P. Kersine, dies of inhalation anthrax. And finally, on this day in history, 2018, President Trump declares that the U.S. would start cutting aid to three Central American countries he accuses of failing to stop thousands of migrants heading for the U.S. border. Well, the Supreme Court has agreed to expedite and hear procedural elements of two challenges to Texas' new anti-abortion law, which effectively bans most abortions after six weeks. One case is the Department of Justice's challenge against the Texas law is by an organization called Whole Women's Health. The questions presented in each case are procedural in nature and will not get to the merits of the Texas law or whether to potentially overturn the the major abortion precedent, Roe versus Wade. The petition is granted uh, limited to the following question. May the United States bring suit in federal court and obtain injunctive or declaratory relief against the state, state court judges, state court clerks, other state officials or all private parties to prohibit SB 8 from being enforced. The court wrote in uh, regards to the Department of Justice case. The question presented in the whole women's health case is about whether a state can insulate from federal court review a law that prohibits the exercise of a constitutional right by delegating to the general public the authority to enforce that prohibition through civil actions. Well, arguments are scheduled for November 1st. The court declined to halt the law in the interim. Despite the fact that arguments uh, on November 1st will merely be procedural. The justices' comments during the argument could provide court watchers a window into how they're going to approach the abortion-related cases going forward. The court notably has uh, arguments on the merits of a uh, Mississippi abortion law on December 1st in the case Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization. So this will be a very interesting season now beginning on the 1st of November and then with the uh, larger case on December 1st. Well, Arkansas State Senator Jason Rappert from uh, Conway is preparing to introduce a pro-life heartbeat bill like the new Texas law when the Arkansas General Assembly meets in a special session on Monday, October 25th. Rappert said uh, his bill will mirror the Texas law, which went into effect on September 1st. The heartbeat legislation basically says that abortions are prohibited after the unborn baby's heartbeat is detected through an ultrasound. This usually occurs about six weeks into a pregnancy. Exceptions are allowed in cases where the mother's life is threatened. 
And the White House clarified a number of statements the president made during the live town hall on Thursday night before a rather favorable audience, walking back his vow to call in the National Guard to aid the congested supply chain and his suggestion that the United States would defend Taiwan from a potential attack from China. The White House told Fox News on Friday that the requested the requesting uh, the use of the National Guard at state level is under the purview of Governors, we are not actively pursuing the use of the National Guard on a federal level, a White House official told the network. The clarification came after the president during a CNN town hall misspoke, well, several times. Uh, it was hosted by Anderson Cooper on Thursday night. He was asked if he would consider having National Guardsmen drive trucks to make up the lack of truck drivers amid the fallout from the coronavirus pandemic. Well, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. When we return, we're going to take a look at the lighter side of the news. And James Blend, producer James Blend, will join me. So stay with us. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. Rice Show, in which we are committed, ladies and gentlemen, to the lighter side of the news. Committed is the operative word. Well, we should be committed anyway. Exactly. James Blend is joining me to do just that. We're going to begin with this story regarding the 2022 Guinness World Records. Tallest teen, fastest hair skipping are among the records set. The what? Fastest hair skipping. Yeah, I didn't get that either. Okay. Well, from the dog with the longest ears to the world's tallest teenagers, Guinness World Records reveals its latest record breakers in the 2022 edition of the popular book, which means these are records set in 2021. The annual publication was out yesterday. It features an array of records and feats, including the fastest walking on hands. Well, there's quite a skill. And the most skips over a person's own hair in 30 seconds. Now, who even comes oh, up I with see. these concepts? So they, the hair was so long, they played jump rope with it. Apparently. Now I understand. I mean, do you bring that up at parties, or are you kind of embarrassed that it even happened? I mean, do you have long, lengthy discussions? Pardon the term lengthy. That was not an intended <laughs> pun. Uh, uh-huh. But I like it. Um, that, uh, yeah. What, what can we do with all this hair? And someone said, let's jump rope? Yeah. Well, Britain Bethany Lodge is a gymnast. She has been since she was a young kid. Scored the titles of fastest 100-meter forward rolls in 42.64 seconds and the most backwards somersault burpees by a female in 30 seconds. Five. Well, it feels incredible to achieve a Guinness World Record title. It's something that I never even considered doing. I always used to get the books when I was little and used to read through them and just look at all the incredible things that people could do. Are they incredible things for the most part or are they just... People who have too much time on their hands and come up with useless things to... Especially over the past 18 months. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. What else do we have here? So it's uh, kind of surreal to then know that I uh, have gotten a record, a title, if you will, and to see my name in the book. Well, American Zion Clark, who was born without legs, took the record for fastest 20 meters walking on hands, achieved uh, the feat at 4.78 seconds. Uh, Leticia Kai... From Ivory Coast, set the record for most skips over a person's own hair at 30 seconds. 60, by the way. The 25-year-old model, actress, and artist is known for uh, making sculptures with her locks. For the new record, Letitia braided her natural hair and then added extensions to form the rope uh, she would use to skip. Now, I guess she skipped rope with her own hair. 
Um, Guinness World Records statement said she attempted to break this record to inspire others to celebrate their talents. Is that a talent? I'll leave that open. The, the title of tallest teenager living male went to a Canadian, Oliver Rue, with a height of 226.9 centimeters. That's seven feet, five uh, inches tall. Lou, whose owner is American Paige Olson, took the record of longest ears on a dog. His ears are 34 centimeters or 13 inches, um, about 13 and a third inches long. Dog and cat duo Lollipop and Shashimi from Canada earned the record of fastest five meters on a scooter by a dog and cat pair with a time of 4.37, what is it, seconds. So is that a talent? Is it a skill? Is it a waste of time? But wait, there's one more. All right. A pair of brothers in India broke the Guinness World Record when they designed a Hot Wheels toy car. It's a track with 10 loops. Yes, this is a record. Uh, The pair said it took them three days to build the adjustable angle wooden platform to hold their tracks. Testing was initially with few loops, and as we increased the loops and the length of the track, the project became challenging. Well, the brothers said they are now considering attempting to beat their own record by adding more loops to the track. Okay. Well, I I guess that's... Lockdown boredom. Lockdown boredom. Yeah. Although the book has been out for many, many years and stuff this ridiculous has been in it for many, many years. That's that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I think so. But it feels like there have been more attempts. Yeah. More, or it's at least more notable attempts of oddities as opposed to yeah. being the fastest to run the relay race. Yeah, you're probably right. Well, a man told troopers he hadn't, he hadn't accidentally driven onto the highway and didn't know how to get off. Oops. Well, a Florida state trooper chased an elderly man riding his scooter on the turnpike in a viral video. The elderly man seen leading Florida state troopers on a slow speed chase in a viral video is pretty comical. A slow speed chase. The bizarre encounter happened northbound on a Florida turnpike somewhere near, well, mile marker nine, if you care. At least three Florida state trooper vehicles can be seen following the man on the scooter who is driving on the left shoulder, decked out in a white golf hat and red polo shirt. He's driving well below the turnpike speed limit of 70 miles per hour. The video clearly shows Well, Florida Highway Patrol said that the uh, troopers responded to the area and made contact with the 75 year old man who told them he had accidentally gotten onto the highway and didn't know how to get off. The troopers escorted the man to the next exit ramp (laughs) to a safe location off the highway. The Instagram user shared the video. Commenters had a field day with the spectacle. Writing Dirty wrote one Instagram user's invoking the 2005 uh, hit song Riding by Charlemagne or somebody very much like that. Anyway, a slow speed chase. I did see that video. I will say for as slow of a uh, chase as it was. I was surprised how fast that little scooter actually went. Yeah, yeah. It they did seem like it was puttering along there pretty well. Didn't give a miles per hour, but he was moving as quickly as he could, which wasn't. And there course, was a decent amount of traffic too. So there was a lot of non-moving cars, so yeah. I think it made it look like he was going faster. <laughs> uh, a Hong Kong tour company is offering a unique solution to help stressed-out passengers get some rest: a five-hour bus ride to nowhere, literally. For those who find that they uh, get their most restful sleep to the sounds and motions on the road, Yulu Travel is offering tickets to the longest bus route in Hong Kong, traveling 47 miles around the uh, highway there on the uninterrupted sleeping bus. 
You have trouble falling asleep? This is the way to go. Passengers can choose among four types of cabins on the double-decker bus. Uh, with tickets, pri- ticket prices rather ranging from thirteen to fifty-one dollars for the four-hour tour. Four-hour tour. I wonder if they make it back. That was three-hour. Three-hour tours are the ones that are bad. Oh, okay. Four, four is probably is. okay. Okay. Well, the itinerary offers a food coma lunch. It stops at various scenic sites and drop-off locations, so you can get off sooner if you want. Passengers meet at a restaurant for a two-course Western meal before boarding the bus to start sleeping. Stops include Ho Wo Street, Butterfly Beach, and several other places. The sleeping bus tour was sold out for its inaugural trip on Saturday. So there you have it. A trip to nowhere, and you wouldn't know the difference because you presumably are asleep. Well, Al Wolf is used to clearing one of uh, two snakes, one or two snakes, out from under his house or houses, but recently was called by a woman who uh, said she had seen rattlesnakes scurry under her uh, Northern California house and was surprised to find that there were 90 of them getting ready to hibernate. Burn the house down. (laughs) Burn the house down, get in the car, drive away, and never return. Wolf is the director of Sonoma County Reptile Rescue, said he crawled under the mountainside home crawled under the home where 90 rattlesnakes are preparing to hibernate, found a rattlesnake right away, then another and another. He got out from under the house, grabbed two buckets, uh, put on long safety gloves and went back in. He crawled on his uh, hands, knees and stomach, uh, tipping over more than 200 small rocks. I kept finding snakes for the next almost four hours, he said. I thought, oh, good, it was a worthwhile call, but I was very happy to get out because uh, it's not nice. You run into spider webs and dirt, and it smells pretty bad. Um, while you're on your belly, facing the dirt, just like the rattlesnakes you're trying to collect. I can't even imagine. I, I, I mean, in, in my in my estimation, you either need a, uh, ex, you know, exterminated, like she called her, maybe an exorcist <laughs> i'm not sure which but Ooh. i would be talking to a realtor right about then uh, looking before for they come back new accommodations hey you're listening to the georgine rice show we're just taking a look at some of the lighter side of the news and we'll be back in just a few moments with james blend you're listening to the georgine rice show podcast is aired on 93.9 kpdq Hey, welcome back. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. I want to remind you, in our second hour, we're going to share this week's Christian Outlook. You'll hear from Matt Staver of the Liberty Council. He'll talk about vaccine mandates forcing employees to get vaccinated or lose their jobs. We'll also hear from Jonathan Keller of the California Family Foundation as he talks about a California bill signed by the governor that prohibits vaccine protests and includes protests in front of abortion clinics. We'll hear from, um, let's see, Jerry Bauer about the unprecedented amount of government benefits paid out to the unemployed uh, who are choosing the benefits over new work. All of that coming up in the second hour of today's program. I should also mention on Monday, we're going to talk with Rachel um, Ruth Lotz Wright. She is um, the co-author, along with her her mother of Jesus followers, real life lessons for igniting faith in the next generation. And on Tuesday, that interview we expected to have this week has been rescheduled with Eric Metaxas. His latest book is Atheism Dead. Uh, On Thursday, Laura Harris Smith, um, give it to God and go to bed, stress less, sleep better, dream more, will be my guest on, um, on Thursday of next week. So looking forward to that. Well, more than 80 hippos previously owned by Colombian drug lord Pablo Escobar have a unique distinction in U.S. law. 
They're the first non-human creatures to be legally considered people. Uh Exactly. Well, the U.S. District Court for the Southern District of Ohio recognized the late Escobar's infamous cocaine hippos, as they were called, as legal persons for the first time in the United States. Now, I know this is kind of a... Uh, an issue that's been bandied about for many, many years. The ruling on the 15th of this month came on the same day the Animal Legal Defense Fund filed an application on behalf of the hippo plaintiffs in Colombia, intended to stop the country's government from killing the animals. The ALDF announced the decision in a news release earlier this week. Well, the hippos are descendants of four illegally imported by Escobar. They were set free after his death in 1993. Well, since then, the hippos have increased their numbers to more than 80, and they're reportedly um, wreaking havoc on the local ecosystem. However, some scientists have argued they're actually restoring ecological functions lost for thousands of years due to human-driven extinctions. Did they have hippos there in Colombia? Anyway, in July, Colombian attorney Luis Domingo Gomez and several other names filed a lawsuit on behalf of the animals to save them from being killed, saying that sterilization is a better option. Now, why the United States got involved and declared them um, non-human people is a whole nother story. Well, although Colombia law gives non-human creatures legal standing, To bring lawsuits to protect their interests, that country's legal system can't compel someone in the United States to produce documents supporting their case. However, a U.S. law allows interested persons in Colombia to go to a U.S. federal court to seek the ability to obtain documents and testimony. So the ADL, ALDF, I should say, applied for the hippos rights to compel two Ohio wildlife experts who study non-surgical sterilization to provide testimony on behalf of the plaintiffs. That seems like a long way around the notion of declaring these um, hippopotamus or hippopotami, I'm not sure what the plural is, um, people for the purposes of litigation. And so you said there's about 80 of them? There are now 80 of them. Uh, that's 80 people worth of back taxes. So, you know, I mean, oh, maybe get the IRS out there. That might be the motivation. And there are going to be plenty of them if this uh, reconciliation bill passes. That's what I'm saying. Make sure the government gets theirs. Yeah, I'm not sure there's going to be enough for them to do as many of them as they're <laughs> suggesting. So this may be one case they will, in fact, take up. Well, a 13-year-old dog is now ready for his next stage in life now that he's had his bark mitzvah. True story. Ruth and Craig Ellenberg celebrated the milestone birthday with their beloved uh, dog, uh, Rambo, earlier this month. According to Southwest News Service, the birthday party took place uh, at the home of the pet owners. Ruth and Craig completed the full coming-of-age ceremony with prayers, candlelight, and bread, much like the traditional bar mitzvah that's held for boys who reach their 13th year. Rambo dressed the part in his dog-sized kippah and talit which are the hat and fringed shawl that's worn during times of worship and other holy events. The pup was also treated to a special peanut butter cake with a Mazel Tov cake topper, a custom banner, nameplate, and many Torah scroll. Really? I mean, is this sacrilegious or is this a good thing? Well, Ruth, who's one of the owners, um, told the local media her family has joked about hosting a bark mitzvah, for Rambo long before they actually did it. Rambo was the only child we have together, so we decided we would have this party, she said. As the day got closer, it seemed like a fun idea to brighten up everyone's day. Ruth has three children of her own from a previous marriage, while Craig has two. 
but the dog apparently they claim is being both of theirs. Did, did they actually have a, I mean, the rabbi, was that a person agreed yeah, to do this? It's a good question. Currently, or, or, or did they use a dog for that too? And maybe the rabbi had rabies. The rabid rabbi. The yeah. rabid rabbi. I, I don't know. I, I don't really know either. No, it, it's, it's wrong. It's just wrong. A new biotechnology company is aiming to genetically resurrect the woolly mammoth by 2027. I mean, what could possibly go wrong? It just sounds like a great idea. It does. Colossal, which launched on Monday, a couple Mondays ago, actually received $15 million in initial funding for the project. And by the way, this is um, uh, not here in the U.S. On its website, the company discussed the issue of extinction and its goal to develop a de extinction library of animals as well as housing genetic dna embryos from endangered animals well this process will uh, slow the long-term impacts of human-induced loss of biodiversity and give threatened species a buffer against outright extinction as numbers dwindle the site read well the result from our lab will directly address issues related to loss in biodiversity and overall species counts resulting from the human accelerated degradation of land sea and air ultimately the aim is to reverse this damage by reintroducing critical animal and plant species that played active roles in the preservation of some of Earth's most climate beneficial ecosystems, many of which have all but vanished entirely today. So the idea is to resurrect the woolly mammoth, you know, sort of like Jurassic Park and to the benefit of us all or not. I'm not sure I want woolly mammoths reintroduced into the ecosystem Oh, well, you know, woolly, woolly mammoth rug during the winter in front of the fireplace sounds nice and warm. But, <laughs> you know, I have a feeling those be immediately illegal because, yeah. you know, endangered. Peta. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not sure. Well, in today's more is more world, the basics no longer seem to cut it from outrageous food stunts like the new abomination that is turkey dinner candy corn. Thanks to Brock's Oof. to. um Earnest but questionable attempts at flavor innovation, sriracha yogurt. Oh. Familiar brands are pushing the envelope enough to uh, to tear the envelope. Some of the uh, memorable examples, turkey dinner candy corn, I've already mentioned. How about flaming hot Mountain Dew? Have you ever felt your Mountain Dew uh, needed more Cheetos flavor? Then this new limited edition beverage might just be for you. Or you could just drink Mountain Dew and eat some Cheetos. Well, there's that. What about Mr. E. Pop-Tart? Remember strawberry frosted Pop-Tarts? They seemed so decadent when you were a kid. Now kids of all ages can turn to this brand of cinnamon roll, frosted strawberry milkshake, cinnamon sugar pretzel, and even Fruit Loops flavors. Still, 2021 brought the ultimate head scratcher, Mr. E. That's Pop-Tarts' um, cute way of stylizing a gimmicky mystery flavor. Uh, which I'm not entirely sure what it is. The flavor is something akin to a sweetened everything bagel. Uh, they taste like somebody dropped a garlic into the birthday cake frosting, says one disappointed reviewer. You know who I blame for this? I, I could right now I can assess blame. Yeah, I blame Oreo. <laughs> yeah, probably. I mean, with they all those ridiculous first. flavors over the last five, ten years <laughs> that they've come out, this is their fault. Oh, but wait, there's more. There's the Kraft candy mac and cheese. There's Whoa. Frank's Frank's Red Hot Goldfish, Peeps Pepsi flavored, Sabra Dark Chocolate Hummus, 
Hidden Valley Ranch Blasted Ranch Dipped Pizza Sauce. Pumpkin huh. Spiced Spam. Whitewater Wave Hawaiian Punch. Um, fruit Juice, uh, Fruit Juicy Red. Punchy, the mascot, would be surprised to learn about this one. It's a lemonade, berry bonkers, green berry rush, polar blast, mango monsoon. This is Hawaiian punch. What about Trisket, avocado, cilantro, and lime? Or Pop Secret, Pop Fetty. This brand of microwave popcorn mostly gives spins on the same theme. It's almost like um, an old Saturday Night Live skit. You can have butter, extra butter, double butter, 94% butter-free butter, light butter, home-style butter, and movie theater butter. But Pop Secret isn't above an occasional curveball. The dessert-like Pop Fetty, unveiled in 2017, tasted like yellow cake and buttercream on your popcorn. There's the Wasabi Doritos. Bacon, buttermilk, pancake, Thomas English muffins, apple, cheddar, rosemary, Quaker oatmeal, Swedish fish Oreos, sriracha, mango, Chobani yogurt, extra toasty Cheez-It crackers, Lay's cappuccino potato chips, and pumpkin spice M&M's. Now, a number number of years ago, uh, a friend of mine gave me... Um, spam flavored macadamia nuts, which I never opened because I just couldn't, didn't have the heart oh. to. I thought it was a fun gag item to keep on my desk. And a former coworker brought one in, and uh, we tried them. It was one of the more disturbing experiences of my life. <laughs> well, I hope you'll get over it soon. I'll try. Hey, we're out of time. We've got news and traffic coming up here at the top of the hour. When we return, the Christian Outlook. A lot of great content, so stay with us. Thanks for listening to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. If you'd like to download a podcast of the show or would like more information on today's guests, please visit the show at kpdq.com or on Facebook. Follow the show on Twitter at G. Rice Show and like us on Facebook. And join us live every weekday at 4 for more critical thinking for critical times on 93.9 KPDQ. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.